today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. God cannot be merciful unless God is also just. And so too, God cannot be just unless God is also merciful. Do you see the connection? See, you have sought me, my servants. Behold, I will bless you. But those of you who have forsaken me, See, here's the thing. The Lord will never leave us or forsake us, but if we forsake Him, He will forsake us. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Isaiah. In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches us that God's mercy is connected to God's justice. He gives His mercy to those who seek Him earnestly. He brings justice to those who reject Him. Even in His justice, He waits to judge and gives time to repent. Let's run to Him and receive His great mercy filled with blessings. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 65 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. What is it about us that our sin looks so horrific on someone else, but not us? Because see, we always, and this is what again what sin does, it blinds us, and in so doing we always shed ourselves in the most favorable light. I love what the Apostle Paul says about himself. He says, I know that in me (laughs) there dwells no good thing. That is, in my flesh. I like how one translation renders it, I am rotten through and through. Ah, there's a guy that, that sees himself as he is in his true state before God. Now we can talk. Now you see that in you, that is in your flesh, there dwells no good thing. In you is pride. In you is this, and in you is that. You're a sinner. (laughs) That's what's in your flesh. And it's in your flesh, but it's smoke in the nostrils of a holy God. Verse 6, Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will repay, even repay into their bosom. I don't want to hear that answer. (laughs) That's my answer. Your iniquities, verse 7, and the iniquities of your fathers together, says the Lord, who have burned incense on the mountains, and get this, blaspheme me on the hills. Therefore I will measure their former work into their bosom. Wow. Here again. We have the Lord's answer to their prayer, and it's not what they wanted to hear. However, as we'll see next, God is merciful for the sake of His servants. Verse 8, thus says the Lord, 
As the new wine is found in the cluster, and one says, do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. Does that sound a little bit like what God did concerning Lot in Sodom, when Abraham pleaded with the Lord on behalf of Lot, saying, would you destroy the entire city if there were, and he starts off at 50, and there wasn't 50, and there wasn't 20, there wasn't 10, and get this, there wasn't even five. And God, because He's a merciful God, which is what Isaiah is saying here in his answer to their prayer, I will not destroy them all on the account of the righteous, my servants, for their sake. They are in there, I will not destroy them. I will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. By the way, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? When it comes to the pre-tribulation rapture. God will take His righteous servants, righteous in Christ, out before the fire and brimstone of His judgment comes down. He will not judge the righteous with the wicked. He cannot. That's not who He is. And this is another place in God's Word where we have that demonstrated. So he says, so I will do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. I, verse 9, will bring forth descendants from Jacob, and from Judah an heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon, verse 10, shall be a fold of flocks, and the valley of Accor, a place for hers to lie down, for my people who have sought me. But, uh, verse 11, you are those who forsake the Lord, who forgot my holy mountain, who prepare a table for Gad, and who furnish a drink offering for many. Who's Gad? Who's many? Oh, they were the gods of fame and fortune. These false gods that they were worshiping. This was an abomination to God. And He's calling them out. And He says, verse 12, Therefore I will number you for the sword, and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. Now this is really important, because if you miss this, you'll misunderstand and misinterpret the justice of God and the mercy of God, because they go together. So he says, I did call to you. I did reach out to you. I did give to you opportunity to repent and come to me. And when I did, what was your response? No answer. Crickets. When I spoke, 
you did not hear. Uh, This, real quick, God is always speaking. That's not the question. That's not the issue. God is always speaking. Here's the issue, are we hearing? He's always speaking, and God will stop at nothing and do everything He can to get our attention and speak into our lives. But we're dull of hearing, and we don't have ears to hear. This is why it is that oftentimes, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, qualifying the prophecy updates when I do this. Oftentimes I'll deem it necessary to say what I'm about to share is only for those who have ears to hear. Do you have ears to hear? Because God's going to speak, and even now is. That's not the question. The question is, do you have ears to hear what it is that He's going to say? You know how, (laughs) I know this is a... You just, I know you love me, and you're very gracious to me, and you're very patient with me, with my dorky illustrations, but have you noticed that we were not given ear lids? Okay, notice how I prefaced that, right? We have eyelids, right? We can close our eyes. We don't have ear lids. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. So we can't close our ears, but we can. You know how it is when you just kind of, they're speaking to you, but you're not really listening to them. You've learned, as I have, I'll confess, you know, you get good after a while at kind of, you know, just kind of inserting the, hmm, oh, is that right, at the right time. And then they bust you and catch you because they realize you're not listening. And and you're like, hmm, is that right? And they're like, you're not listening to me, are you? I asked you a question. You said, oh, is that right? (laughs) You're not listening to what I'm saying. Growing up as a kid, my mom, man, I love my mom. I love my mom so much. I miss her so much. But man, she had this uh, frequency, <laughs> this, uh, this tone, this, she hit a note when she was mad at me. And with her thick accent, she would say to me, Wahido! man, when she hit that I don't know what octave that is, but that, that, uh, that's all I heard. Everything else after that was like, I did not hear a word. That's what we do with the Lord. We tune Him out. Because He's speaking, but we do not hear. And it's even worse because they instead did evil, God says, before my eyes, and chose that in which I do not delight. Do you notice the stark contrast here between those who sought the Lord? Because notice in verse 10, he talks about my people who sought me. Those who seek the Lord, He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But then he turns this corner in verse 11 and says, but there's also those who forsake me and don't seek me. 
And I'm still merciful to them. I'm still speaking to them. I'm still reaching out to them. But here's this contrast between those who seek Him and those who forsake Him. And this contrast is going to get even more stark as we're about to see verse 13. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. Behold, verse 14, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and wail for grief of spirit. You, verse 15, shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen, for the Lord God will slay you and call his servants by another name. So that, verse 16, he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. Hang on to that. The God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear, and here it is again, by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten, and because they are hidden from my eyes. Okay. This is a profound picture of the aforementioned mercy and justice of God. Because God cannot be merciful unless God is also just. And so too, God cannot be just unless God is also merciful. Do you see the connection? See, you have sought me, my servants, behold, I will bless you. But those of you who have forsaken me, See, here's the thing. The Lord will never leave us or forsake us, but if we forsake Him, He will forsake us. He will never force Himself on us. And when He says that the former troubles are forgotten and they are hidden from my eyes, that's because God has to turn His eyes away from the sin that He has to judge. He has to meet out just justice. He cannot turn a blind eye to the sin. He's a just God, but He's also a merciful God. So if we will come to Him and seek Him and bring our sin to Him, like we saw last week, how powerful was that? Our own righteousness is as filthy rags. We talked about the meaning of that. If our own righteousness is as filthy rags, what is our sin like? Well, what do we do with our sin? We bring it to Him, because He's a merciful God. And through the Savior, He has paid in full for that sin. And it's there, He's got His arms stretched out. He says, just come to me. And you don't. Come to... I. I'm stretching my arms out to you. I'm speaking to you. And you don't listen. And you don't come. And I know it's 
strong. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to teach this. I don't like verse 15 in this chapter about the Lord God will slay you as a fire and brimstone, right? But he's a just God. Again, by way of an illustration, you've been the victim of a horrific crime. And you're in the courtroom now, and you've got the judge that is going to judge. And the perpetrator of this horrific crime against you is now going to mete out justice. What if that judge is unjust and says to the perpetrator of that crime against you, says, you know what, we're good. I'm going to let you off this time. Wait, what? That's not just. That's not just. There is a due recompense according to that which was done. The Lord God will slay you. Never think for a second that God has not given everyone every chance to come just for the asking to the table of His mercy and grace and forgiveness. He'll never force on us, right? So, you've made up your mind, you've hardened your heart, you've sealed your fate, and I have to just, I have to mete out just justice. Verse 17, for behold, ah, this is, thank God for verse 17 on through the rest of the chapter. And this is what I mean by the after before. God will take our prayers and take us further beyond our prayers to what awaits. What awaits? Verse 17, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. That answers a question that I'm asked often. When we're in heaven, are we going to remember anything? <laughs> I hope not. That wouldn't be heaven. I love what John says. He says, we're going to know no man after the flesh. You're not going to remember me. Now, that does not mean, and this is another question, are we going to know each other in heaven? Yes, but we're not going to remember what we were like on earth? No. I like how one pastor answered the question. I, I'm just quoting the pastor, so don't get weird on me. He said, we're not going to be more stupid in heaven. No, again, that was a quote from another. <laughs> what we're going to get, what, do we need name tags in heaven? No. In fact, this is a question I've had, and I think I've got my answer, because in glory, we're going to know that's Noah. That's Moses. No way. Way. Where's Paul? Oh, he's over there. Paul. No way. We're going to know. But we're not going to know each other in heaven as we knew each other on earth. And praise the Lord for that. 
the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Now why would God answer the prayer of chapters 63 and 64 by saying this? Because this is the goodness of God, the goodness of God. This is what you have to look forward to. Be encouraged. I, you know what? I, <laughs> I'm going to create new heavens. How about that? And a new earth. Now, we need that. <laughs> Forget global warming and climate change and, you know, you can't even buy styrofoam anymore because it's not environmentally friendly. It's like, <laughs> we're getting a new earth. I'm going to create the new heavens. And the, he's talking about eternity future. Don't get too discombobulated here, because in verse 17, he's talking about the new heavens and the new earth, but he's about to turn a corner, a sharp corner. Don't get whiplash, because we're going to then go to the millennium, the kingdom age because we have that to look forward to as well. So verse 17, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But, verse 18, be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing. This is the new Jerusalem and her people a joy. I will rejoice, verse 19, in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. And, oh, I love this one, the voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Oh, I can't wait for the new heavens, the new Jerusalem, the new earth for all eternity. This is really, if you think about it, the ultimate answer to man's prayer concerning man's sin. And it comes by way of the new heavens and the new earth after the millennium. Again, God answers our prayers with the after before. Because when we know what we have to look forward to, it makes whatever we're going through easier to get through, because I know I have this to look forward to. I hope you got that, because I cannot say that again. Verse 20, now we're turning a sharp corner. Buckle your seatbelts. We're going from the new heavens and the new earth to the kingdom age. Listen to this description. Would to God that we had a better grasp of that 1,000 literal years on earth, ruling and reigning with Him, seated with Him on the throne for a thousand years, a thousand years, in our glorified bodies, His bride by His side, for a thousand years. Eternity, the new heavens and the new earth, not yet. A thousand years, and it's going to fly by. Oh, how time flies when you're having fun. And this looks like a lot of fun, because it's going to be. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth, 
Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from Isaiah with Pastor J.D., make sure to really think about what you're hearing and what God wants to speak to you today through Scripture. We encourage you to keep reading on your own. If you're not already part of a local church that you call home, we encourage you to find one and attend regularly to grow in relationship with God and others. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can also access more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates. In addition to that, you may be interested in the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. As we continue to learn from the book of Isaiah together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know what those prayer requests might be? Just fill out the contact form under the About tab at calvarychapelkaneohe.com or come find us on social media. There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages on our website. We encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and In Spirit and Truth. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for listening to In Spirit and Truth. Keeping me right with the old way, holding me true.